what what coffee shop are you at? I am at Unwind Tea and Coffee in Pineville. You, did you grab a coffee or tea, or you're just hanging out there? No, no, I, I did, I did. I what, support in the, what, the what, business. What, what's your favorite that you get? Oh, man, I usually just go with a, a cold brew or a, a nitro. If okay. I'm adventure, if I'm feeling adventurous, I'll, I'll try one of the signature uh, lattes or whatever they there, got with there, the, there you go. I normally get the ice latte, the the classic ice caramel macchiato or ice blonde skinny vanilla latte. There you go. Thanks, thanks to a couple of my guys. They put me on when when I'm going to the gym to film and I'd be like, hey, I'm grabbing Starbucks. So like I'll take notes about like what the rest of the guys will get yeah, and, yeah. and try them out. So no, that's dope. Um, yeah. for sure. for a lot of people that's wondering. You know, they 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 may not know, but like you got to have an agent for some people to to work for you. You know what I mean? To get yeah. in a position where you are, Bay. Like, so do you handle the deals by yourself, or does your agent do that? Like, fill in the people that that don't know how it works. Yeah. So, so these last couple years, um, well, so getting to where I'm at now, um, I would say I did most of it by myself but i, I had a to few, you like what's that shout out shout out to you yeah no it's, it's, <laughs> it's you know it's been challenging in some ways but i've also learned a lot um I, I can't say i did it all on my own though i had whether it was a connection with with a coach um like my coach that that i had last year um he kind of informed me that there was going to be some some stuff going on so but i, I mean him and i stay connected so just maintaining that that relationship um but really that's it i mean being able to at, at the level that i'm at right now it's all about really making the most of your your resources or your relationships and connections that you have and and that's what's been told to me from guys that have played in the mls and overseas and um up until you start maybe getting into some bigger contracts and some bigger teams and stuff um a lot of it you can do on your own. It really just comes down to again, kind of making the most of your relationships and, and the connections that you have. No question. And, and guys, for those that's listening, Bay did go Division One to play soccer. Tell tell the people about you know your collegiate career and obviously transferring because I have that same same experience transferring to another Division One. But talk about your first grind leading up to when you transferred and obviously you get to play professionally soccer. Yeah, yeah. So, my and like, like you know, obviously the with the whole transfer process and stuff. But yeah, um, it's uh, it's a crazy ride. So like, I well, so my decision between I originally was deciding between Liberty and University of Virginia uh-huh. when I was a senior when I was a senior in high school, and I ended up going with Liberty for my first what was it my first three semesters yeah um I, I was told by a coach like hey if you can get in somewhere and be playing and get minutes like go that route right and um and he's like and then you know there's nothing wrong with with exploring options you know if you want to go somewhere else so that's kind of what i did um now <laughs> what happened after i got to virginia you know it was i got to play there for one full season 
um, and then I ended up breaking my leg, which turned out to be like one of the biggest blessings in my life um, uh-huh. for many different reasons. Um, sorry. Um, but no, I, it turned out to be one of the biggest blessings in my life for a lot of different reasons, but I ended up going from, I graduated from Virginia and then ended up transferring from my fifth year, which was a grad year, to UNLV. So definitely wasn't in the, wasn't in the plans to do that, but it worked out, worked out really well. No question. So, Man, what was it like? So you went to, went to Liberty, Virginia, and UNLV. Like you went to three different divisions. So that's like, do you still tap into those networks, uh, those schools that you cross paths with? Um, so I haven't, haven't spoken with, no, not, not as much. There, there's maybe a few friends that I have, a few teammates that I have, um, from, you know, each school that, that I stay connected with. Um, I would say probably the one, the one coach or the one network that I reach out to the most or have talked to is the one at, at UNLV. Yeah. Um, Rich, Rich Ryerson. But, um, other than that, no, it's kind of just, I've just kind of gone, you know, one chapter after the next and, and, um, not that I've completely left it behind me, right. but, um, you know, if, if we were to ever cross paths at some point again, it would be, you know, like, like we, I, like I just left yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that same way. Like when I transferred from DePaul, you know, like I don't talk to anybody from that staff even like with the players, but if I cross paths, we'll speak to each other and catch up. But it's more so always the previous school that I came from, which was like Moorhead State. You know, that's like a, a second yeah. home. Now, totally. uh, a lot of discussions been having, like, do you think, obviously, because you're a student athlete yourself, do you think college athletes should be paid? Actually, yeah, I do. I do think they should be played, I think, or should be paid. Um, I think with the amount of work, the amount of they don't training, see that they they don't see the the schedule the they they only see obviously the games but they don't understand the grind that we go through on a day totally. like a professional athlete before we're actually a pro. No, it's it's. I mean, I've had that conversation. Like it's it. We are pros without getting paid, mm-hmm. and and I know the argument is okay. Well, like you get a scholarship and you know, that pays for your, your education and, and whatnot. But I don't, uh, I think that there should be, you know, a little something extra again for the amount of work and the amount of money that gets brought into the programs. I mean, you see, you see a lot of coaches getting big bonuses, big raises. And obviously we're talking more, you see that more in, in basketball and football, Right. maybe not as much with soccer, but I still think there's some money left on the table to at least, you know, distribute out somewhat. I, th- you know? I think I think so too, man. I mean, granted, like you guys, like the the amount of of conditioning you guys have to do, like how often do you run to to stay in shape to to compete? Because how long is a soccer game for those that don't know? Man, soccer game is normally ninety minutes. Um, in college, you'll go through an extra time. If you go, if you tie at the end of regulation, so you're looking at 100, looking at 110 minutes, I think it is. Jeez. So you go through two two 10 minute periods. Yeah. If you if you end in a draw, that's usually only in conference play, but 
Yeah. So you're looking at anywhere between 90 and 110 minutes for, for a college Gosh. match. Well, well, that's crazy, bro. Like, have you ever yeah. got hit in your shin? Like, multiple times? <laughs> like, occasionally? Like, occasions? Oh, multiple. In my shin? Multiple times. Yeah. Like, you, and you just get up like it's just normal to you guys to get hit right there. Nah, totally. Yeah, you get I've, – I've, I've literally – I still have – I mean, the amount of scars I have on my shins, I've, I've walked away from even training sessions where, like, and scars – actually, that's where some of my scars come from is probably training sessions. But, yeah, you just keep going. Man, that's, um, that's, that's insane. Like, what – and I can only imagine, obviously, from high school because you went to Crown Point. Yep. to division one at that level of playing soccer. And then you, you reached the pros. What was it like for you to get your first pro contract? Yeah. So man, talk about one, just, uh, you, you feel this like weight off your shoulders almost. Cause you know, like my whole life, I remember back when I was three or four telling my dad, you know, I want to be a professional soccer player. And you know, when I was at Virginia, though, I had, I think I had a vision of what I thought that was going to be initially. And after I broke my leg and things kind of took a, a different turn, um, I ended up in Australia for my first year, for my first pro contract. And, um, but again, just like, not, not to say that like I've made it, right. but like my foot, my foot's in the door, right? Cause yeah, I'm here. I, I, I def, you know, I definitely have not arrived anywhere near where I want to be yet, but they say that first contract is the biggest contract. So definitely a, a, a weight off the shoulders, but and it's just like, and you know how it is, like you get yeah. that contract, but it's like, it's go time. It's grind yeah. Time. Yeah. I'm, I'm locked in. No, that's, that's so, awesome. What all countries have you played in? So I've been professionally only Australia and uh -huh. then obviously here. Um, how, how it, in, yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, and then when I was in, um, when I was in eighth grade, uh -huh. I played for the it's called ODP Olympic Development Program. Yeah. Uh, region Region Two, um, which is all the thirteen states in the Midwest. Um, I made that team and played in a tournament out in Italy. Oh, nice. So that was that was that was in eighth grade. So that was a pretty cool experience. Man, you know what? What are some of the challenges as a as a professional soccer player that you would say you guys go through where like other people may not understand what you guys go through? Um, you know, I would say maybe, you know, maybe at some of the, the lower levels, you know, cause obviously in the U S you have MLS uh -huh. and you have, then you have USL, which is second and third division. Okay. Um, it, and then you have, so you have a USL in NISA, which uh -huh. is, is the league that I'm currently playing in. Okay. Um, USL has two two divisions, like a, a second and a third division, basically. And then NISA, probably a third, more of a third tier. Yeah. But they compete. You know, we would compete with USL teams in the Open Cup. Anyways, um, I think because maybe depending on where you're playing at, the funding, right. you know, the funding for – for teams might not be all that it's cracked up to be or all what you think it is. So sometimes you have to fight through, you know, if you're dealing with injury or maybe resources that you need as a professional athlete right. might not be everything you thought it would be. Absolutely. Um, so whether it's like treatment and stuff. So and I don't know what your experience is like in, in Costa Rica with that, but um, 
I know in Australia there was times where we just lacked resources to. Yeah. We we didn't have any trainers. Some 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 games like we didn't have any trainers, and I would ask for where's tape, and you would think because you're a professional athlete, you get this picture because all you see is the pros, like the guys that make a lot of money playing sports, but you also could be a pro, but that doesn't mean you're going to have all the resources. Right. Right. And, and, and that's a grind. And last segment, what, what advice do you give the young soccer players that's coming into division one, division two really doesn't matter, but obviously going to that next level of soccer, the younger kids that's listening. Yeah, no. So I've thought about this a lot over the last, really the last couple of years, but, and I mentioned this actually to the, to the basketball team out at, out at Bosco too. Yeah. So it's like, you know, make the most of your opportunity. You know, you're given an opportunity and it doesn't matter what that opportunity is. Like you have a choice, right? And, and this goes for anything in life, but you, you really have a choice and you have two choices. You, you take, you know, this positive outlook, you're going to make the most of it, or you see it as, you know, I hate where I'm at. You know, you try to find every excuse in the book to like not keep going. Right. So I would say to any young soccer player, any young athlete out there that one, make the most of your opportunities. So no question. maybe you're, maybe you're coming off the bench, make the most of your opportunity. Right. You you might only get that small window of time to, to prove yourself. That small window could be a game changer, but it's really on how you respond to it you know, how you're mentally and physically preparing for your moment. Um, that, and then, like, enjoy it. Like, you really only get to to be an athlete for, you know, I mean, I'm only 25, but I think about myself when I'm age 50. Yeah. And looking, you know, and looking back, and that's, I don't know how long I'm going to play, but right. my time as an athlete is going to go by like that. So enjoy the moment. No you know, question. Make the, make the most of it and enjoy it because it goes by real quick. It's, you know, so that's, what, that's what I'd have to say. Thank you so much, bro. You're a gem. I'm, I'm glad we connected at SMI too, man. When I found out you played oh, professional soccer, I told you a few months ago, I'm like, man, I got to get you on the podcast because it's important totally. to obviously diversify my guest and also talk about a sport that I normally never talk about because I think soccer is really interesting, man. Like the shit that you guys go through on a day-to-day the grueling workouts like like how long is your workout particularly when you train for soccer yeah so like today um let's see we start at so we're on the field by 8 15 um we start training at nine so we got that 45 minutes of you know prep whatever you got to do to get ready for, for training training usually goes from nine to eleven nine to eleven fifteen so obviously there's a couple minute breaks in between that, but you're looking at anywhere from two to two and a half hours of a long day of running. Um, oh, running, yeah. Like I'll, I'll tell you this, I I uh, so that I have a Garmin watch and I usually track my my sessions, but see so yesterday. Yeah. Sorry, hold on. Um, can you see me or no? Yeah, I, I can see you. Yep. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll just tell you what my my session was yesterday. Um, let's see. Today was I don't know what's that. But anyways, it was. Uh, I think I had like five and a half miles yesterday, with 
for some of those science people out there, but my heart rate was in the zone five, or like the red zone, which is anything above 175 beats per minute. So I was in that zone for 20 minutes of the session, which is pretty high. Um, but, you know, the other thing too is, is there's different players. Some players will kind of coast through training. Right. Other players will, you know, bust their cans through training. I'm, I'm the kind of person that, you know, you, you play how you practice. Um, and I think there's a lot of benefits to push yourself in training is going to make your games a lot easier, I think. So, um, so I'm going like all in uh, on sessions. So there you go. And again, I'm burnt. So that, that's kind of my outlook on it, but yeah, so anywhere from two to two and a half hours and you're covering anywhere from three and a half to six miles on a long day in a training session. Hey. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for sharing that, man. And talk about your yeah. grind, man. I, I can't wait to have a part two with you. Hopefully I'll see you again this summer, man, because I want to get a photo shoot with you maybe in the city. Oh, like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. I, I, I like your content, man. When you be like, when you was in Nashville, I told you, I'm like, man, that, <laughs> that was a sweet photo, bro. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's so, awesome. no, I appreciate no, I, it, man. I, I pre Thank you. Yeah, and I appreciate you too, for sure. Man, hit me up if you need anything, bro. I can't wait to get this out. I'm going to release this Thursday. And uh, I'm gonna cool. tell Kevin I got you on the podcast. Talk, man, give a yeah, shout yeah. out to SMI, man, and how much you know they've helped you, you know, grow in your journey to, you know, be back playing. Man, Kev, Kev, Jenny, Emily, Zach, like everyone at Clark when he was there, but and Frank obviously is awesome. But um, let's see, am I missing anybody? Make sure. But now, throughout my whole career, I've worked out there since I was. Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, they've. I've trained with them all the way through. Like I said, I'm 25 now, so that's about 11 years. Um, wow. They got me through my. Uh, they got me through my, my injury when I broke my leg. Wow. Got me back in. Got me back in five months. Um, and took took good care of me. So I mean, uh, shout out to SMI for yeah, taking good care of me over the last 10, 11 years. Bay. I appreciate this. I'm going to send this to Kev, too, man. He'll definitely appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Kev, shout out to you, bro. But, yeah, Bay, thanks again, bro. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you.